0: presented by AT&T connecting changes everything.
1: It's Tuesday, June 29th. I'm Oscar Ramirez from the Daily Dive podcast in Los Angeles, and this is Reopening America. A new study has some good news for the lingering question about how long immunity lasts after being vaccinated. The mRNA vaccines made by Pfizer and Moderna set off a persistent immune reaction in the body that could protect against the virus for years. The study suggests that most people immunized with the mRNA vaccines might not need booster shots unless the virus and variants evolve too much. Apoorva Mondavilli, reporter at the New York Times, joins us for more. Thanks for joining us, Apoorva.
2: Thanks for having me. I wanted to talk
1: about some good news when it comes to coronavirus. Obviously, we've been handing out the vaccines. We're trying to get as many people vaccinated as possible. One of those lingering questions that had been around for a long time is, how long of immunity you get when you get the vaccines, or even uh, after you've had the virus itself, you through natural immunity. But we got a new study. This one focuses on the mRNA vaccines. These are the ones from Pfizer and Moderna. And basically, they say that the protection lasts for a long time. It could last for some years. It could last a lifetime in certain situations. So, Apoorva, tell us a little bit more about what we're learning.
2: So, as you said, we don't really know how long the protection from vaccines lasts There have been some studies suggesting that after natural infection, immunity to the coronavirus might last a very long time, years and possibly a lifetime, but we didn't know that for vaccination. And it's a bit harder to study for vaccination because you have to be able to look at all kinds of cells and antibodies that fight the virus inside the body. And we just have not been vaccinated for long enough to really have that information. So this study was very cool in that they looked at the source of those immune cells to figure out how actively is the body preparing to fight the virus, because that can give us a sense of how long the immunity lasts.
1: And when they're looking at this, they're looking at the lymph nodes and we're talking about B cells, you know, early throughout the pandemic, as we're learning through all of this, we're talking about antibodies, B cells and T cells. But with this study, As I mentioned, uh, we're focusing on B cells and uh, the germinal center that's forming in the lymph nodes. Help walk us through some of that.
2: Sure. I'm, I'm surprised and delighted that we want to wade through all of that. So what happens after either infection or vaccination is that in the lymph nodes, you get this structure called the germinal center. It's sort of like a training ground, a school for the immune cells of B cells, that's where the B cells sort of become more and more sophisticated. They learn to recognize lots of different variations of the virus, which is a good thing, right? Because the virus is evolving. So just as the virus is evolving, these cells also continue to evolve and they become capable of recognizing a lot of versions of the virus. The longer they have to practice, the better they get. And what this study showed is that those germinal centers where these B cells become more and more educated are super active even 15 weeks after the first dose of the mRNA vaccine. And that was kind of a surprise because normally a germinal center sort of quiets down within about four to six weeks. So to see it so active at 15 weeks, that's a really good sign that our memory B cells, the cells that produce antibodies and can remember the virus, they are going to stick around for a very long time, possibly for years, possibly a lifetime.
1: How many people were involved in this study? And as you were talking about 15 weeks after, they were taking obviously samples in increments after they received their first and second doses of vaccine. But how many people uh, were in this study, and, and what else? Uh, how else was it conducted?
2: Yeah, I'm glad you asked me that question because I think some people have seen the numbers from this study and jumped to the conclusion that it's too small to draw these conclusions. The study, they recruited 41 people, including eight who had been infected with the virus before. And from 14 of the people, they took samples from the lymph nodes multiple times at three weeks, four weeks, five, seven, 15 weeks after the first dose. So people have been looking at that 14 number and thinking, oh, but is this study too small? And it's not. And that's because unlike a study that looks at a lot of people, but maybe looks at one time point, in this case, They had 14 people, but they looked at multiple time points, which is really hard to do, especially when you're extracting samples from the lymph nodes. That is not a trivial task. So some of the researchers I talked to were really blown away by the in-depth analysis from the study. And one scientist I talked to called it a heroic study because it's just not the kind of analysis that's easy to do. So even though it's 14 people, it actually gives us a lot of information about what's happening with these immune cells.
1: I mean, getting a time commitment from anybody (laughs) is pretty hard to do. You know, one of the big caveats through all of this, though, is the variants, right? This is um, taking a look at what we have now. And if the coronavirus continues to mutate, which it will do, you know, who knows what happens then? And the virus is evolving, but we are too. So that's kind of the only little caveat with this, right?
2: And it's a big one. It's a huge caveat because we know that the virus is evolving and we know that the virus has already evolved into forms that dodge the immune system a little bit. You know, they still respond to the vaccines and the vaccines all work against all of the variants we have so far, but against some of the variants like beta and delta, the vaccines are a tiny bit less effective. And if the virus continues to evolve and continues to become something that can really dodge the immune response that we have built up so far... Then of course we'll need booster doses. But if that doesn't happen, if somehow we get lucky and the virus continues to look kind of like it does now, we may not need booster shots.
1: As I mentioned before, this is uh, focusing on the mRNA vaccines from Pfizer and Moderna. They didn't look at Johnson and Johnson. But the good news that they kind of came through all of this too is that it seems like being vaccinated is almost better than the natural immunity. The you know the B cells kind of adapt to broader a broader sense of the virus more so than just getting the virus and, and fighting that off specifically, is, is that also what they what came out through this?
2: Yeah, that's right. So immunity from natural infection is actually pretty great, and it lasts a really long time. And immunity from vaccination is also great and lasts a long time. But the best combination so far seems to be somebody has recovered from COVID and then had a dose or two of the vaccine. But we also have some evidence that even though both kinds of immunity are good, The vaccines produce immune cells that, you know, do this sort of evolving that I was talking about, and they seem better able to recognize a much broader range of genetic forms of the virus. So they'll be better about protecting us from variants long term.
1: That's I mean, that's all very good news. And and just uh, briefly, I just wanted to throw this in there. Also, there was another study. This was a British vaccine study that was looking into that mix and matching of vaccines. They were looking at Pfizer and AstraZeneca, and there were some good results from that as well. But uh, it all still true. seems to, that extra boost with all of this is that mRNA <laughs> Pfizer vaccine.
2: Yeah, I mean, in that study that you just mentioned, they looked at AstraZeneca and Pfizer combinations, and basically what they found is if you take AstraZeneca first and Pfizer later, or the other way around, it actually seems to work really well and possibly better than taking two doses of the same vaccine. Certainly, taking two doses of the AstraZeneca vaccine. So that is a really good thing for us to know in terms of strategy going forward. And you know, especially if we need booster doses, it's really good to know that maybe we want to mix and match a little bit. There's also um, another study that came out today that was specific to AstraZeneca that looked at booster doses for AstraZeneca, like a third dose of AstraZeneca, and that showed that the third dose works really well to boost the immunity. So we have had a lot of good news today in yeah. terms of vaccines.
1: Definitely, definitely, good news. All the more reason to go out and get vaccinated. Uh, Apurva Mandavili, reporter at the New York Times. Thank you very much for joining us.
2: Thanks
1: for having me. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this has been Reopening America. Don't forget that for today's big news stories, you can check me out on the Daily Dive podcast every Monday through Friday. So follow us on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: transform your life with smart metabolic burn from brain md these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration our products are not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease right here right now find your beautiful new floor at right rug flooring choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee